Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. In eating fried chicken in the shower, the comedian James Nokise gets eight well-known New Zealanders to open up about their mental health. They're in his shower. They stay clothed. There's no water, but there is fried chicken. Here he is chatting to the actor and playwright Rob Mokaraka, who was shot by police in 2009 after a confrontation he basically engineered to end his own life. What chicken are we eating? Chicken krage, my favourite. This chicken is my favourite. Is that that's Japanese chicken? Japanese cousin. Why, why are we eating Japanese chicken? Why is a Maori and a Samoan <laughs> in a shower in New Zealand eating Japanese chicken? A lot of therapists will be asking us the same thing. <laughs> but bro, I think it's that they've got a fine art form yeah. of, for making chicken. Mmm. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, man. There is aroha in that chicken. <laughs> and I think, um, just by tasting it, had a peaceful death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have we have something very unusual in common, which is we are both uh, with suicide survivors. Yes, we are. Yeah, mm. be the right, right yeah. Although uh, in in your particular case, uh, my bro, yes, uh, your, yours was a lot louder uh, than mine. In two thousand and nine, do you remember what had led up to? Yeah, you know, what what was the the things that really just drove it? Was it just was it withholding or what was? It was this is what happened. So I say this in shop right mm. uh, I was in a crazy relationship. Mm-hmm. We're both swirling in the storm. Mm. None of us recognised it. We were mm. just being ourselves, and uh, I thought I needed to get off this crazy relationship. So I went to sleep with another woman. Yeah, right. I say this in the show. Mm. I come back to the current one. She said, "Did you sleep with it?" I went, "Yeah." Thinking. It's going to be a relief. We're going to break up. Mm. But she held me too close. Mm. Close. She got a bit cray-cray on it. Mm. And get me close, 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 close. And so all these things started to come up. And I'm like trying to push it down. I didn't know what was happening to me. I go, something's going to happen. So over six days, I didn't have any drinks or drugs. Mm. I just went, I have to be clean because I don't know what's happening. Because mm. something was just f***ing like, something was shaking within me, bro. And I felt it was going to burst. And I didn't know what was going to happen. Because it's a very... Um it's it's a very unusual uh, path. My language will be clumsy here. So no, you're good, bro. Go. You're good. But you know, path to suicide. To um, for myself, uh, my my options were uh, cutting and uh, traffic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Neither neither of which, uh, thankfully, uh, were effective. Mm. Um, but you you chose uh, police intervention. Yeah, and I say this in shop, bro, around that when I'm doing my, my show, mm. is that um, to th- I ring the police because growing up as a kid, mm. um, I, uh, I'd seen the police shoot Māori on the news, right or wrong. 
so uh, these aren't preconceived thoughts. They're just rolling in mm, uh, mm. when I'm under duress of the suicidal thoughts. Mm. And I also thought I deserved a very violent death because I thought I was that shit. Yeah, right. Because there's a voice inside of me telling me how shit I am. Mm. Oh, that's powerful, brother. I think a lot of people don't understand that when we talk about voices, mm. not necessarily the cartoonish... Yeah. Um, you know, the, the movie kind of devil on the shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's your own voice, isn't it? Like it's, it's your own voice. And also, I feel like it's also, it could be voices from your past, mm. from parents, uh, uncles, aunties, whatever. People that you've met, they've told you a shit and you start to believe it. Mm. And it's just when, um, what is it? Mike King calls it the inner critic. Yeah. And I just go, I go, yeah, I agree. And for me, it's um, unresolved trauma mm. Unres- and from the past. So it just keeps echoing. So mm. you gotta, you got to go and face it. Well, I had to go and face it. I didn't even know I was going to be that public. Because <laughs> when I was on the cray-cray train, mm. and in the storm of, I call it the storm, the storm of depression and suicidal thoughts, mm. I just thought there was only me and um, one policeman. Yeah. But it was a whole community watching. Yeah. Mm. So, um, how, many, how many cops were there in the end? I didn't count. No. Um, but... I only saw two. Remember, right? And, but um, apparently, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, I remember it, um, and we didn't really know each other uh, back then, but we knew lots of the same people, uh, and it really, you know, you got you got shot, but Maori and Pacifica performers, you know, it, everyone was like, uh, it was. Like, Did you hear about Rob? Did you hear about Rob? I said, for me, I was going, who's Rob? <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That, oh, oh, that guy. Oh. But were you aware of how big, like, it was a nationwide story? Like, I suppose I was too traumatised at the time, but it became more uh, aware to me that the media were everywhere. And they started to harass and haunt my family. Like, mm. just unrelisted numbers ringing my grandmother, harassing her for a story. Oh. And she's like, who's this? Mm. I'm here to help Rob. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the media were also chasing me through court cases. So they were like a hungry pack of dogs. Mm. And I realised that uh, the media at that time wanted to be the first to take a bite out of me mm. and go, yes, I got first blood. Mm. I got first blood. It doesn't have to have any facts in it. Mm. It can be made up, which they did make some shit up, mm. which upset my family. So it was quite traumatizing on top of the traumatization of yeah. Um, but it made me realize that uh, not all journalists, but there's quite a few of them that are just all about the story and there's no humanity. Mm. Hashtag not all journalists. But let's do a moment when you realize, go, oh, everyone, everyone's seen this. Well, I, this is what happened, bro. I woke up in hospital mm. with my guts wide open with machines and beeping sounds. And uh, like I woke up, woke up from a nightmare mm. and I. <gasps> And I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm in so much pain. And the first thing I thought of was, I hope my dad doesn't know. Oh, man. It's the first thought that came to my head. I was like, oh, my dad doesn't know. I didn't realise. It took quite a while. Mm. Quite a few. I was in hospital, Auckland Hospital for seven weeks, Whangarei Hospital for two weeks. Okay. Um, and I had friends go, Murray, from London. Because mm. we just did train dressing places in London. Of course. People heard about it in London. My mate was in Africa on holiday. Mm. He said he drank a whole bottle of tequila just to try and get his head around it because we were hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knew because I was putting on the mask, bro. Mm. And and I was mentally, spiritually, physically just screwed up. 
and I just used to keep that mask on of smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defense mechanism smile. Smile. Don't let anyone know. <laughs> don't. And I, I, because yeah, this tanifa. I think I talked about it before. Mm. This tanifa could be a demon, could be you know the mental manifestation of a black dog mm. and a spiritual manifestation. It keeps people silent. Like I've seen it physically. People just they want to say it, but they. Mm. And then some people put a hand over their mouth because mm. they can't say it. Mm. So this thing, which is a mental and spiritual thing, coming through a Māori perspective, uh, you need to talk it into the light, brother. Mm. Because it, it's the silence. Having a problem doesn't kill us. Mm. The silence is killing us. Mm. And that's what the Tanifa loves. That's what this black dog loves. Is that part of why you, you're a bro who got shot? Yeah. And your show is called Shot Bro. Yeah. Is part of you naming that to, to like, you're bringing it into the light, but also to remind yourself to keep it light? Yeah, because uh, it's, it's funny, dark, mm. real. And when I first pitched it to a couple of mates, they went, oh, it's a bit dark, bro. It is a bit dark. And I went, too soon? <laughs> <laughs> I was the one saying, too soon? They were like, oh, yeah, bro, it's way too soon. I went, it's, just, it's just, I thought, oh, that's the name of the show, and I mm. kept it. Like people said, you shouldn't say that. Maybe change it to a different name. And it was helping me using humour mm. to open up Shop Row mm. into a theatre show, which someone said, because I'm in it, they go, it's more like a theatre show combined with a seminar. Mm. So you, I'm using this as a tool for education and healing. And using humour mm. as a way to unlock some very heavy subject material. Such a relief. My first, I think my first stand-up comedy set came from my grandfather's funeral. And just wow. hanging around with the cousins at the end of the night, just talking about all the weird relatives we had. Oh, bro, I'm just going to share a little story. Uh, it was a really sad one, because a friend of mine, a year and a half ago, took his life. Mm. So I just I was a day late to the tangi, but I got there and I was there with his wife and his kids. And she said, um, lots of people turned up, but she said it was funny because the priest was uh, doing a ceremony and then it was so hot that somebody fainted and the ambulance had to come pick them up and carry the fainted person out. And the priest went, well, that's a first, someone being carried out. And, um, and apparently just broke all this tension because it was so heavy. And this is his wife telling me. Yeah. And I went, oh, it gave me a lot of joy to hear that. And also so glad I wasn't there because I think I would have been way a huge wreck. Also, man, I've been doing stand-up for 15 years, yeah. like all over the world. I don't know if I'd have the stones to drop that line at a funeral. Well, it's pretty massive, but I think it's a timing thing. You've got to know your audience. It's true. <laughs> Rob Mokoraka speaking to James Nokise in Eating fried chicken in the shower and that's produced by Charlie Bleakley for RNZ. You can hear the rest of that interview on nights on RNZ this Wednesday just after 9pm and you can also find other episodes including interviews with Hayley Holt and Josh Thompson wherever you get your podcasts and at rnz.co.nz forward slash series. That's about all from the podcast hour for now. We've been listening to Heavyweight, Simple Pleasures, Fear Skills, Front Burner and Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower. For now from me, Richard Scott. See you. I'll be back next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.